Hi, everyone. I'm Liam Sanyo from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Tanya Cothard, who recently joined us for a webinar to discuss the features and benefits of Super Argus PET CT systems and review its unique capabilities, including real time imaging of awake animals, cardiac gating, and multiplexed PET imaging using standard or non standard isotopes. Let's get right into it. The first question today is, and you might have mentioned this already, but are there any special room requirements for installing the Super Argus PET CT system? Liam, it's a great question. And so, as I mentioned earlier in the presentation, the system itself does meet the regulations set out by the FDA. However, these are for the CT system component itself. And what people need to keep in mind is when we're doing PET imaging, we're using radioactive tracers. And so, there are specific things to consider when setting up the room for this. So, there will need to be a place where the tracers themselves can be handled, as well as the animals. Once they're injected, they will be radioactive for some time, depending on the tracers that are injected. So a space will be required to prepare, calibrate, and inject the radio tracers. As well, you'll need monitoring equipment to make sure that that area um, is clean and that all the radioactivity um, is cleaned up once the imaging session is complete. And then you may want to take into account a place for the animals to be held while um, the radioisotopes continue to decay after the imaging session is complete. But again, all of this is considerations across all pet systems and not the system specifically. One other thing to keep in mind, if you're placing the system because there is no extra shielding required in a room with other equipment, you do need to have a minimum distance between it and other equipment, which is on the order of one meter. If there are other pet systems in the room or other radio tracers in the room, you do want to set up some type of shielding to prevent any stray radiation coming from those sources from entering the Super Argus system. So just things to think about when you're configuring your room layout. All right, excellent answer. Next one here, what radioisotopes uh, can be used with the Setacal system? For sure, like all, mo all PET systems, your standard radioisotopes can be used. So things like fluorine-18, carbon-11, and oxygen-15. But what's most important is to consider the half-life of these agents when you're considering the logistics of your study. If they have a very short half-life, like oxygen-15, for example, where the half-life is two minutes, then you would have to be very close to the source of that radio tracer, for example, the cyclotron. However, if you're using something like FDG, which has fluorine-18, the half-life is 110 minutes, and so the logistics of getting the agent from the source, the cyclotron, to where you're doing your studies and the amount of time that that takes is much longer. And so the logistics of setting up those samples, sorry, those studies becomes much simpler. With the addition of multiplex PET that I talked about during the presentation, we've opened up the utility of isotopes which cause triple coincidences. So where three gamma rays are sent out. And these isotopes include iodine-124, bromine-76, technesium-94, or copper-60. The list that I've provided here are not exhaustive, and there's many other isotopes which can be used with the system. So if there's different isotopes that you want to use as you're setting up some unique tracers within your lab, please just reach out, and we'll be able to confirm that those agents are possible to use with the Super Argus system. Okay, perfect. And actually, here's another question about radio tracers. Do any of these or the scan itself have a deleterious effect on animal models? Uh, for example, could you use the technology several times on the same rat to uh, do something like track progression of tumor growth? 
This is a really great question. And the answer is the radio tracers themselves do not have a deleterious effect. They do emit radiation, but we inject at such a low dose that there's no long-term effect on the animal model. When we co-register with a CT image, for example, you do obviously expose the animal to some dose of radiation. With a super Argus system, this has been optimized so that that amount of radiation is minimal, which would allow us to get a very nice anatomical image in approximately 15 seconds, I think I was mentioning throughout the presentation. But that dose is low enough that you could use that animal over the course of a longitudinal study and do several imaging sessions throughout that, that study. Excellent. All right. Great answer. Another question here is, the only option for multi-animal handling that for mouse configuration that you showed in the slides? So no, the configuration that I showed in the slides is the commercially available option that Cetacal has put forward. However, they've often worked with researchers directly to figure out a configuration that works to meet their needs based on their animal models and the studies. So for example, the animal model that you saw was a two by two grid of animals. They have made systems where the animals may be three laying across. What's most important is to figure out the diameter of the bore of the system that you're going to work with such that they can design a bed system which would meet the needs of your specific research study. And again, that's all something that can be worked out as we we move forward with our research discussions with you. Excellent. You talked a bit about cardiac gating, like ECG-based gating or automatic gating. What are these used for and how does that work? No, it's a fantastic question. So on the Super Argus system, you have the ability to do cardiac imaging. And with that, you do want to be able to understand where you are within the cardiac cycle. Traditionally, that's been done with ECG leads and triggered based on the ECG signal that is input into the system. That's The system does have that capability, and that's no problem to be able to acquire images in that way. Additionally, they've developed a way which um, is sensorless cardiac imaging, in which there's no need for the ECG leads to be attached to the animal or input into the system. And the, the system is able then to reconstruct the cardiac cycle simply from the images. And the really great part of this is that it can be used on the multi-animal handling system. So you could do four mice in the 160 bore system simultaneously with cardiac imaging using no sensors. Where this can be used is to look at myocardial perfusion, metabolism within the myocardium, looking at the infarct size, and that would all be based on specific radio tracers designed for those studies. Additionally, radio tracers may be designed to look at specific inflammatory responses within the heart as a result of certain disease or plaque formation in coronary artery disease. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.